0: tonight, let's go to 2 uh, Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, Second Timothy chapter 3, now as uh, many of you guys know, um, it, it's kind of turned into a series, but uh, it started probably a couple services ago. And um, the first service was uh, to live ready. And I've kind of been in this whole live series, um, you know, living ready, living ready, uh, because we know that the time is short. We understand that Jesus could come at any given time. Bible prophecy, so much of it's been fulfilled. We understand by even just the things that we see on TV. Matthew 24, really unfolding before our eyes uh, as we see what the Bible says about the end times. And, uh, you know, Israel's a hotbed. The Middle East is blowing up as we speak we're talking about war war right now with Iran which I'm not surprised it's an election year also so some of these things are very politically motivated and charged However, we understand the time in which we're living. As, as believers and as, as Christians, we need to live ready. So that was kind of lesson number one. We talked about living right. What it means to live right before God and, and, and to be in right standing. And that, that you know, you as a believer, you understand that you can rise above sin. You don't have to live a life of sin. I'm, I'm not a I'm not well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. And I, you know, I'm always going to sin. I'm always going to mess up, you know. No, you, you overcome that. And so it's important to understand that as, as a believer you know is anybody in this you got saved is anybody in the same place no no see see that's the thing and so so that's why you know yes there's grace we understand that grace is the empowerment we understand that grace is what gives us the power to overcome sin so so we have to understand that as as a christian as a child of god you have to live right you you know it's it's not you know i don't live i don't live for the world i don't look like the world i don't smell like the world i don't i don't think like the world but i think like christ because Christ gives me a different mind. Amen. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, you know, you know, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How often do we renew our mind? Every day. Amen. There's not a day that doesn't go by that, that I'm not in a position where, I, where I'm renewing my mind to the things of God, that I'm bringing my speech. Very important to understand this. I bring my speech under the discipline of faith because that's, that's God loves faith so understand you know what what doesn't please god is the operation of faith you know that doesn't please god so we understand that living right pleases god amen so and uh this this past weekend and uh you know I preached around uh, live live to influence and uh i just really felt like the lord is doing something with the body of Christ and doing, doing many things in the church right now. But above all else, it's important to understand that God has called every believer to influence the area in which they, they live, they work, they play, wherever they're at. God's called you to have an influence. So, so please understand that in the environment which, you, which you're in, you're called to have a great influence. Amen? And that's, that's how we advance the kingdom of God. You know, it's you know, I love coming to church. I love I love coming in and loving on one another, but it's it's so important that we don't just love here, but we love outside. We 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 take the message of the cross outside, into the workplace, into the highways and byways, the Bible says. And we compel people. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that we compel people to come to Christ. That's what we do as a church. That's what you that guess what? That's what you do as a believer. Everybody say, That's me. Because see, in 2024, you've got to begin to get this in you. No, this is me. I live for Christ, and uh, I'm gonna, ha- you know, and make these declarations. I'm gonna have great influence this year. I'm gonna have great influence over over my family. If you have family members that are unsaved, God's gonna give me influence over my family to see my family saved this year. Amen. And you make you make those declarations. You 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 know you can't. Well, you know somebody else has got to do it. Yeah, you, you can. You pray that your family gets saved. You know, I, I've prayed for family members, and I've prayed for people. And, you know, sometimes you think, well, the, your family can be the hardest to reach at times, right? Anybody with me? You know, that your family can be. But, you know, and, and along the way as I have prayed, somebody has somebody has come in contact with one of my family members. And, uh, and the, you know, and my family member said, hey, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I, I'm in church. I got saved. And see, God can do that. So you, you, we never give up on people. Amen? Amen? You guys quiet tonight? Yeah? so we're we're not giving up on people so we're called to influence and tonight um, tonight's message um and this is likely going to be two parts because uh it's it's really such a a big topic i want to preach tonight that um that we have to live to love live to love so that's the title of tonight's message we have to live to love and if you you have your bibles let's go to second timothy chapter 3 verse 1 i want to pick up there it's uh it's not a common uh it's not a com- common love Love uh, verse, but it's important we understand the dynamics of love, and we're going to go through that tonight. 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, it says, You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times, for people will love only themselves and their money. I'm reading this out of the NLT tonight. It says, They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will, <laughs> they will consider... I'm sorry, yeah, they they will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasures rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. And the Bible says here, it says stay away from these people. Father tonight, I thank you for your word. And I thank you Father that Lord, you give us ears to hear. Father, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Father, I pray, open our ears tonight. Father, give us a heart to receive everything that your your word has for us. May, may it penetrate, Father. You know, Lord, I thank you that, you know, our heart has memory, Father, and, and Lord, that we can retain this and, and lock this away in our heart, Father, even a word like love. And Father, I pray, Lord, give us great vision in 2024 to see everything that you've called us to see in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, I, I know this scripture, when you talk about 2 Timothy and, and you begin to, you begin to see th- things like that in the last days it will it, it'll be very diff- they'll be very difficult times and um and for people who love the- only themselves and their money they will be they will be boastful and proud scoffing at god disobedient to their parents and ungrateful now i it's fair to say you know now this none of this happens in the church right none none of this stuff here is like the things that i'm reading about this is the world right so it, we're not we're not referring to the church per se I'm joking uh, please understand I'm joking because it's important that we understand this message that's given to us is written it, it's written to the church it, it's it, it's giving us an example and it's showing us hey this is what the last days are going to look like and you know and, and I think you know even in our culture today you know one of the things I you know I said this past week you know you know I love culture I, I I love culture. You you embrace culture, but you don't you don't bow. You you don't bow yourself to culture, and you don't you don't say, well, I'm going to adapt and just fit in, because if you're called to being an influencer, right? Just back up just a second, because if you're called to influence things for God, you're not going to look like the world. But you know, you can see something in our culture today. You you see disobedience with 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 kids. I, I I've never. I, I don't know. I, I think in culture, y- even in the American culture, y- you know, you you see things where where kids tell their parents what to do. I didn't raise my kids that way. You know, I didn't raise my kids in in a way that my kid says, "Well, you know, this is what I want to do," or my kid's demanding, "I need a cell phone," or "I need this," or "I I want that." So, you know, we we very much are growing up in a in a very a, a very different time. Where disobedience is is something that's happening, and there's the, the breakup in the family, and you know we could go through a variety of different reasons why. That's not what I'm here to talk about tonight, but it's important to understand that even as we read these these scriptures, the, these these things penetrate the church. It's not it's not we're not naive to think well this is what's happening in the world. No, this is what's happening in the church too. So it's important to understand that we as we as Christians, we as pastors, we as teachers, we as a church, we have to instruct, we have to teach people to understand what, what, what being obedient actually means according to the word of God. You know, even just out of that, they will reject the power that could make them godly. You know, and, and I want to point tonight just one thing, because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about love tonight. But the one thing uh, that, that really points in this direction is the power of love. The power of love. They will reject love. Now, y- you might think, well, that's a, that's an, it doesn't really say that, but, but if you begin to break this out and you begin to see it, everything is internally focused. Everything is, in, it's, looking at, it's looking at self. Now, who did Christ come to serve? He came to serve all, right? I, 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 he came to serve, amen? So, so one of the things that in our culture, in our lifestyle, is, is that we need to break off is, is this, this internal mindset and to have, you know, an external mindset. And so because this is individually, these, these are individual things that people deal with and, uh, you know, people that are ungrateful. Anybody know anybody Ungrateful. Just a few of you, right? Just n- nobody. So I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes tonight, but it's important that we understand that ha- how relative the Word of God is. Because if, if we don't see this and say, oh, wow, you know, we are living in the last days. It, 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 you know, it starts out, You should, <laughs> you should know, Timothy, that in the last days. This is what it's going to be like. You know, and I made, the, you know, I made the comment the other day, you've you got to be careful when you say things like this, but for the world, it's not that things are getting better in the world. Do we, do we pray? Do we, you know, like I said the other day, I, I made the comment up in Unity, we pray for the peace of Israel, Jerusalem, because the Bible tells us to do that, but we understand that wars and rumors of wars, we understand the things that are taking place are happening right before our eyes. So you, you can really look out here in the world since things aren't getting better. But I don't live according to the world. I'm a part of a church. Amen. What's Christ coming back after? He's coming back after, after a spotless lamb. Amen. He's coming back for a glorious church. I'm a part of that glorious church. You're a part of that glorious church. So you, you, you understand something from the very beginning. You step into a whole other dynamic. Because you don't think like the world. You don't operate like the world. Anybody with me tonight? Amen. Amen. So, so you, you have to under, understand something that um, I need to understand it too. People will reject the power that could make them godly. That power is love. For people will love only themselves and their money. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. That's, that, that's a, it's just a, a powerful understanding of even Scripture. Take your Bibles. Go to John real quick. John 13. John 13. I'm going to give you some Scriptures tonight. John 13. John 13, verse 34. This is Jesus speaking. And I, <laughs> so, you know, when I think about love, we, we need to look at what Jesus said about love. John 13, verse 34. It says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one, that you also love one another. By this, you will know that you are what? My disciples. You'll know that you're a disciple of Christ because you love others, not love self. So tonight, you know, listen, we have to, we have to live, we have to live to love others. Amen. You, 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 you know, you've got to, you know, honestly, you've got to move to that place where, you know, you're denying self. To see others advance. You know, I, I think probably when we entered the missions field some 12, 13 years ago, I didn't understand. I'll be honest with you. Love is something I'm always growing in. I don't know if that if you've reached the, the perfection of love Will you will you please sit down with me and, and and explain some things to me because because love is something I realize that I have to grow in I have to grow in every day I have to grow in weekly as as a pastor I have to grow in love it's not something that I've arrived at it's you know Miranda and I've been married twenty six years and I am learning I'm learning how to love my wife you know. You know, it, it's not like every month or every year I'm learning how to love her. It's weekly that, that I'm learning how to, how to love. Amen? So we continually are in a place where we can grow in the things of, of God, but grow in love. It says, by this you will know that they are my disciples. You'll know. you'll you, you know. See, fruit doesn't lie. What's God looking for? He's, he's, looking, he's looking to see how fruitful we are as Christians. So you, we'll, we'll know that we're a disciple of Christ, when we put others before our own selves. Amen? By this you will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So it's important to understand. this is A new commandment I give you. you know, think about that. When you, see, when you see in the Bible where Jesus said, look, I'm giving you a new commandment. Love your brother. Love, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Make this, make, I'm giving you this commandment. That's powerful. That's powerful. So, so so we can begin to think about how Christ wants us to live. Amen. It's not about what can I what can I get for myself? What 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 benefits me? What, what, you know, and I think sometimes even in our culture today, it's love is very very love is very selfless. Because you know, it, you know, and it's it's conditional. I'll love you if you if you love me, or I'll love you if you do this for me. I'll I'll go this far if you go that far, and I think we can see that even through the example of Christ, <laughs> you know I always have that picture of Christ washing his disciples' feet before he was taken away. Uh, profound, right? And what did he say? I've I've come to serve. I've come to serve. So it's important to understand that as believers, God's called us to serve. You know. Um, Again, I already said that, but you know, love—you know, love is an external thing. It's because if we're we're always self-evaluating how I feel, what 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 are my needs? You know, there was a book many years ago, and I, I remember I got a hold of it, and Rand and I kind of read it for just a second, and we put it down. His needs, her needs, because it because you know, it, it, you know, there there's even books that are all feeling based. You, how do you feel? How do you feel? How do you feel? You know, and, and, and I think sometimes we have, to be, we have to be careful with our feelings because what happens in our, in our feelings is we become internally motivated, not externally motivated. You know, it, for my wife this morning, I mean, as an example, I, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not that I, I made her breakfast because I'm wanting brownie points. It's, it's because I love her. It's not because, it's, it's, you know, I went and did two loads of laundry today. It's not because, it's not because I'm expecting something from her. It's just a duty or responsibility that I share. It does it show love? Yeah, it communicates love, but I do I I do it because I can. I'm I'm not looking at my wife and say, you know, I cook breakfast, so I I want you to cook steak tonight because I have already got steak laid out tonight. Like I'm I'm grilling out tonight. Like I I told Zefan I said, bro, you know what's on tonight? I said we're having we're having steak. I said we're gonna have macaroni and cheese. We're gonna have baked beans. Andy, you wanna stop by? I got steak on tonight, and I got baked potatoes. And I said. I said, I haven't, because, you know, we fasted for a long time, right? 21 days, we were in a fast. And so, like, I, you know, I haven't had good, well, I, I did have good steak on Maui, because we were doing a 6-6 six to six there, so Brother Ryan hooked us up. But, but I haven't had my own steak since I've been home, so, so I'm thinking, it's steak night tonight. Anyway, I didn't mean to get sidetracked, but that's, that aroma is kind of sticking with me. But it, yeah, let me jump back into this. You have to, if you can begin to grab a hold of the principles, because because there, there are a lot of principles in the Bible that deal with denying self and pushing aside what, you know, God will give you the desires of your heart when you start making things happen for other people. That's a mouthful, but there's a lot of truth in that. God will give you the desires of your heart when you start making things happen for other people. When you start... You know when you start putting, putting that or making that a priority. I see that that's not that's not how the world operates, right? The world says, "No, you got to be at the top. You got to you got to you got to you got to excel, excel, excel." And so you know it's important that you have that mindset. But you know e- even as you're accelerating in life, your responsibility is to bring people with you. Your responsibility is is to teach people. It's not look what I figured out. Good luck. It's, it's, it, but see, it, see that's, the, that's the, the ideal thing in, in American culture. Uh, sorry sorry for you. You know, and, and that's what happens. We just, you know, but we have to be in, we ha- the church, the church has to be in a place where we throw the rope over and say, come on, no, you're coming with me. You're coming with me, amen. He's called me to serve, amen. He's called me to serve. You know, it's interesting. I, I was listening to Joyce Myers and uh, just her talking about love. And she said, you know, out of all the books that I've written, she said, uh, she said the one book that I wrote on love was the book that sold the least. She said, I can be in a conference of 10, 20,000 people. She said, I, as an example, she said, I just did a conference, 20,000 people, and I, just, I wrote a new book. I don't know how old this was, and she said I wrote a new book, and on the title was love something at something something. I don't know. She said out of twenty thousand people, I sold hundred copies, and she said it's a good book. People should have bought the book. I like Joyce Myers. I mean, she's a great teacher of the word, and you know I, I like her. I like her material. She's, she's a great teacher. She said you know I, I should have been able to probably sell more books than hundred in a crowd of twenty thousand people, and she said it's not that the book was bad. She said, "But this is this is the thing, in American culture, is that we think we know what love is. We think we understand what love is. We think we 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 every. But see, if as I say that, man, I'm, I'm going to touch some things. In as I say that, we all have a definition of what love is. In our minds, like, you know, I I you know whether it's affirmation or whether it's." Whether it's works or whether it's um, whether it's touch, I'm you know the five love languages. What's the others? Acts of service. You know we you know we we can begin to we can begin to get a an idea what we think what love is. You know I, I'm Dobson's that's Dobson stuff. No, yeah. who's that? Five lonely? Uh, yeah, somebody one of those guys. He's still alive. So, but um. But we have a skewed idea of what love is, because we've all grown up with 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 a, a, a probably a really skewed idea of love. You know, TV. You know, I, I many many years ago I would you know we were in schools and I I would I would talk and teach on this and and I, I remember that that when we were in schools twelve thirteen years ago in middle schools and high schools there was a show that come out it was called The Bachelor. If I'm stepping on any base toes tonight, please just enjoy it. It's going to be fun. So. So there was a show called The Bachelor. And so, you know, and it was like, you know, you take I'll do it with uh I'll do it with a girl, right? You know, they bring 20 guys on that look like they're, you know, they're they've been lifting weights and on steroids for, you know, a good 5 years. All of them are cut, all of them are all more han- all these guys are handsome, right? And they've got this one girl on this show that's going to choose, right? I, nobody knows the show I'm talking about. You've never watched it before, right? Nobody. I see the smiles I see the smiles like I see that hand I see, I see the smiles So you know and, and, but but what we're doing is we're teaching a generation that you know love is just a you know it's 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 like it's like a, a different recipes you you can have a variety of different things So here's this this girl that gets throughout this whole show and gets to pick people off one at a time two at a time three at a time she gets to sleep with whoever I don't we have got young kids and you know she gets to sleep with whomever she wants to sleep with, and, and, and at the end of it, one of these guys is going to propose to her. See, now in my mind, I have a problem with that. I'm thinking, you know, three episodes ago, you were like making out hot and heavy. You were... and But see, this is what it, this is, what it is. We call that love. And so we have a culture of people that have grown up thinking, life's a buffet. It's, it's not a buffet. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's not meant to be that way. Amen? We have to live to love. I don't know why I'm talking about, you know, you know all this in detail, but it, it's, I just, I, I feel it's so important that we understand. You know, in, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, it says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm, I've, I've become a sounding brass. I'm like a clanging gong, the Bible says. Though I speak with tongues and men of angels, but have not love. How important is love? I I, I want to show you that in Scripture. I want to give you a definition of love. When I when I would go into schools and I, I would teach around love. We're going to cover this for a few weeks. I I can't just I can't just come out of this in one service. But, you know. You know the definition of love. Even as you drop down in verse four, it says. You know, first Corinthians thirteen, go there real quick. First Corinthians thirteen, if you're you might already be there. See these are these are great you know, you go to weddings and you hear people say, you know, use this scripture and then they're mad at each other. <laughs> Verse four, First Corinthians thirteen four says, "Love suffers long and it is kind." I used to, I used to teach this in schools. I I would go into to classrooms and because we would we would teach kids you know what love was and you know I I would tell, you know unfortunately I mean we started teaching absence education to the middle school kids because we found out real quick that sixth seventh and eighth graders knew a lot they knew a lot more than what I thought they knew about things about life about sex about all these things so we we realized it was like are you kidding me? Like these kids know this stuff, and it, we, we were just we were floored. And I remember, you know, even going into the middle schools and high schools here, and you know, and we would teach this. You know, love, love, love suffers long and it's kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does it? Uh, does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Now, and I want to say this because, see, we in the church can use the Scripture and we can talk about this Scripture as a definition of love. But, see, this is the step. And as I was preparing today, I, I realized love doesn't begin in the church. Love begins at home. Love begins at home. Because see, we we can put on the persona, we can put on the face of 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 yeah, I, I do all this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm that in front of people, but I realize love begins at home. Let me let me say this. I'm I'm a working progress. I'm a working progress. You know, I've done marriage. I've done marriage education. I've done marriage stuff. And I, I've, I've done, I, we've done a, Rand and I've done a lot of that work over the years. And the one thing I'll tell you real very quickly I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. I'm, not an, I, I, I'm still learning. Amen? So I, I would say this to anybody, anybody planning to get married, you, you know, you, you work at it. It's not a fifty-fifty thing. You 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 work at it. You 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 spend your time. It, it's a hundred percent thing. It's not a fit. You do fifty, I'll do fifty. That that don't work. I try. We see. We tried that. That don't work. <laughs> you know. I read it in a book. This is what we need to do. Well, you know, throw that out. That didn't work. You know. Her love language is quality time. You know. You know. Who knows what mine is? I mean, it just bounces all over the place. But you know, it's you know you know hers was quality time. I just thought oh, maybe it's touch today. I don't know. Maybe it's affirmation. I could be acts of service. I don't know. And that was, that was me. But, you know, you, you read the book, you do, you, you, you do these things because, because it causes you to grow. And so, you know, and even now, there are things that we do that, that cause us to grow. I mean, my, my, we, we take a vacation. We, we, we park off, you know, time to, in, you know, in the fall of the year, for the last couple years. I mean, it's like, no, we're stepping away from everything. This is what we're doing. Nothing. Nothing. We're just, we're focused on the relationship. We're focused on the marriage. What do you talk about? Honestly, we shoot pool. I mean, that's what we did. I mean, we shoot pool. We sit in a hot tub. I mean, the last place we stayed at, I had a Pac-Man machine. So, and Brandon was like upstairs reading. Where's he at? I'm down there playing Galaga. You know, you know, she's like, Where, "Where's he? What? What are, you, what are you doing down there?" I'm like, "I I grew up with this. This is important stuff, you know. You found a cabin. She found a cabin that had the arcade machine that I played. That's true love right there, right?" So she didn't, she didn't know what she had found. But please hear me tonight. See, you're always working on this. I, I'm get, there's a lot of nuggets being thrown out tonight. And, and, you know, and if you're single, you plan on getting married. These are nuggets. You've you got to work at it. You know, it, it, you know. well, you know, I'll work three days, you work four. I'll work four, you work three. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you work at it every day. Amen? I mean, you know, and then, and, and then you learn. You learn this. Guys, every, all the guys look at me. Every, you learn, I'm sorry. Because you're, you're going to mess up, girls. Look at me. You learn. I'm sorry. You're going to mess up. But listen, you you move into a realm where you where you where where you <laughs> where where you where you begin to enjoy life. Because you, you you get it. You get an understanding of what love is. The definition of love. Real quick, one more time. Love suffers long. It's kind. It does not envy. It does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. It's not puffed up. <laughs> It does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Does not provoke. Thinks no evil. I mean, that's what I've had to work on. I, you know, I'm mad. Not, not that I have evil thoughts of taking my wife out. That's not what I mean. You know, it's like I'm mad. You know, no, it's not. I want a new wife. No, it's it's not like that. You guys thinking? Pastor Brad's on a whole other level tonight. Whole na- he's going to whole, a whole other place. Does not parade itself. I, I, anybody had to work on these? I have. I, I've had to work on this stuff. This is continual. It's not prideful. You know, I, I was—I ne- never entered the marriage woman submit to me. I, I was like, because I, yeah, I—we I, just never entered that way. You know, I, I remember Miranda. Oh, this is going to be fun. I remember Miranda first. <laughs> The first week or first week or two we got married, we were living in Fairmont in Mannington. And uh, I worked full-time, went to school full-time, was finishing up. And you were in school full-time. And you basically were staying home the first couple weeks. And uh, every night I would come home, and, and, and the house was clean. I mean, like, you know, of course, you know, how I grew up and how she grew up was very differently. Because how I grew up, when I came home, you know, Kick the shoes off, it's hard to tell where they're going to land. Take the jacket off, put the jacket over here. Take the sweatshirt off, put it here. Could be on the stove, who knows. I mean, that's that's how I grew up, and that's that's how my family grew up. Well, she grew up in a way where her mother was like, get everything where it needs to be. And so and she was like, every night I got home, she had a meal. She had a meal prepared. And I, I could sense, you know, within the first two or three weeks, you know, when you realize you got to share a bathroom and a tooth roundabout toothbrush area, everything shifts. But, but, but the the thing of it is, is, is at the point where I, I was like, I'd come home, I was like, what's going on? Nothing, nothing's going on. I'm like, what what are, what's wrong with you? What you know? I'm like, well, did I do something? I haven't even been here all day. I we didn't have cell phones. Besides, you didn't get any cell service in Maine anyway. Rotary, right? That's what that's so. So you didn't have cell phones. It wasn't like we were texting everybody you know, every three minutes. I don't know how this generation does it. I don't know. I don't know. How do you guys do this? How do you stay in each other's business all the time? If she did that to me, I'd say, stop it. You're killing me. I, I, I don't know how people do that. Because I, honestly, I don't think that's love. I, honest, I think that's, that's annoyance is what that is. I, I, that's a whole other level. That's a that's a whole other level, and please, please, if you do that, scale back, <laughs> scale back, okay, scale back a little bit. Give people room. That that's love too. Give people room to breathe, because I, I honestly I, oh uh, yeah, I'll leave that there. <sighs> but I, I I looked at Miranda and said, Miranda said, I said, what's going on? She was like. I, you know, I just, I got to cook, and, you know, you come in, and you just throw things everywhere, and next thing I know, there's Mountain Dew Bottle over here, and there's, there's, you know, there's your laundry's here, and I, you're, you're, you're making me mad, more or less, I mean, like, you're making me mad, I'm upset, because I work all day, I go to school, I'm doing the same thing you're doing, I work all day here, and I cooked, and I, I pre- prepared a meal, we didn't have any money then, so it was like, we we're scratching what we having tonight? Raymond noodles. Praise Jesus. I mean, you know, that was, you know, what happened tonight? With chicken, with hot sauce, with, you know, we had Raymond, Raymond 125 different ways. So, so um, and, I, and, I, and I realized very quickly that there was an expectation that she had by what she had seen. That that's what her mother had did. Her mother, her dad come home, her mother had a home cooked meal every, every, every time he come through the door. He'd walk through the door, he'd blow off, throw his coat over here, da 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 But he had a meal. And so that's what she's seen. That's what she's seen. And I realized very quickly, that's not what I need. That wasn't an expectation that I had in the marriage. So we sit down and we talked and, and we, work, we work through this thing. See, that, that's what love does. And you know, some 26, 27 years later, guess what we're still doing? We're still working through things, guys. I, you know, I, I have to be very real and transparent because, because it's important that we understand. We understand the dynamic of love. That we understand that God, God, God's called us not to have an internal focus and always thinking about ourselves, but we, we think about others. If we're going to get people to the cross, we're going to be real as a church. We're going to reach a community. You know, we're going to see a community saved. It's, it's with the love of God. It's not the love of Brad. It's not the love of Stephen. It's not the love of Don. It's not the love of, of Miranda. It's God puts love in you, amen? But it's with the love of God that's inside of you. It's the love of God that's on the inside of you. Let me say this, because, and I, I'm going to move to closing. Man, time's, time's moving quick. Um, let me see where I want to close here. Take your Bibles. Go to Galatians chapter five, because I, I want you to understand something. Um, a lot of times, as as believers, and I and I know you guys hear this preached here, so it's it's, it's not like something I feel like you you don't comprehend or or don't understand. God doesn't come down and twist your arm and put your arm behind your back, and he, he's he's not holding you. He's not he's not letting you. Get, he's not holding your head in water. You got to do come up. No, you, you that, that's not how God operates. He's not twisting your arm. He's not he's not making you do things. Salvation was a choice you made, but it's so important that you understand this because see, love is a choice. It, it, it's it's an absolute honest truth that you that you have to grab a hold of, that that you know it, it's you know guys understand it's your choice to choose whether or not you forgive someone. Amen. It's a choice that you have to make to choose, and I, and, I, and the one thing about forgiveness the only the only thing that unforgiveness will do it will hurt the person that's bound by it. It w- it will completely disrupt their life. It'll 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 mess with them. Old things will creep up because, because unforgiveness is 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 you know is, has been allowed to fester or it's been it's been allowed to grow. But Galatians chapter five, because see, I, I want you to catch this because because see, learning as a believer is a choice. It's not, it's not God doesn't. God doesn't make me do any. He, he's not. He's going to reveal things to me as I stay in His presence. He's going to, as I pray, as I seek Him, as I. Last night, just in prayer, I'm waiting for a word. I've been praying for a word for for almost a, a month, waiting to to receive something into my spirit. And I said, Lord, I I need that. I need a word. I need a specific word over this thing. And I and I and I literally I I I begin to just. I was on my phone, and I began to type in something, and it popped right in front of me. I just said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. you so you, you, you stay consistent with the Lord. Amen? But see, understand something. Love is a choice. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Self-control. And it goes on to say, against such there is no law. There, there's no law against these things. You practice these things in your life. You know, it's not just the fruits of the Spirit are for the kid to run around in costumes. It, it's the adults need this stuff too. You, you, you need to learn how to be in, in long-suffering. You need to learn how to be patient. Above all, you need to learn how to love. Amen. You, you need Who needs joy? Hallelujah. I need joy. And I'm serious. If I couldn't have joy, and I couldn't laugh, and I couldn't live life that way as a Christian, some people think being a Christian you have to be a prune, dried up, looking, you know, sad face. Life's hard. It's always going to be hard. I'm still sick. I'm still this. I'm still that. That's that's not what Christ has. That's not how He's called you to live. He's called you to live in victory. Victory has a different look. Peace has a different look. Joy has a different look. It's not, it's not sad face. It's not, well, I, 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 I'm not trying to cover the peaks and valleys. You know, listen, we all have hard times. There, there's nobody in here. Nobody's exempt. Everybody in here's had stuff happen. Right? Am I right? I mean, we've all, we've all been somewhere where we've had something happen that's tr- the enemy where he's tried to derail us. But see, you make a choice. To say, no, I'm going to believe God. But God. Right, my friend? But God. And that's what we said today. That's what we said. But God. It, it, people don't. I'm t- but God. And I tell you, that, that's, that's the reality. That's the God. But my God showed up. Amen. I have victory in Him. He is my Jesus. He loves me. He cares for me. He carries my burdens. Hallelujah. He loves me. I tell you tonight, He loves you. Somebody needs to hear that. He loves you. He's crazy about you. Amen? He, he loves you. Man, he wants, he wants good things for you. He, you know, He doesn't want you to be in the pits. He doesn't want that for you. He wants good things for you. Amen? So true love, understand this tonight. True love is a choice. It's a choice that you make. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an absolute choice. You're not going to get good examples of, of, of what love is if you're looking at the world as the standard. If you're looking at the standard of what love is and, well, you know, I just, I got to feel this way. I got to feel that way. I got to feel, you know, I got to feel that way. You know, I got I to gotta have every, you know, all the stars got to line up. You know, people, you know, as a pastor, you, you do hear funny things. <laughs> You know, Pastor, we, we can't get married. You know, we just, we can't, we can't afford it. They got three kids, but they can't afford to get married. Or they have no kids. Pastor, I can't, we can't get married because we can't afford to get married. It costs 35 bucks to go down to the courthouse and get married. I'll give you $35. bucks. it will keep you from living in sin. Go get married. Well, you know, I'm, I'm planning for a wedding. I'm, I'm planning for a wedding. You know, big wedding, big cake, a lot of people. We'll get a lot of gifts, right? You know. But we're going to do it six and a half years from now. What's that about? If you know you want to get married, get married. How long? How long? How long did you and Bev date? You knew, right? Happily married. Still yet today. He's not on his fourth wife. They, 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 they fell in love nine months and they got married. Zain and Halama, they they like they knew, and and it was like, I mean, we had to pause a few things, but we're not live tonight, but but because because we knew it was important to impart certain things into them. But if you know, get things right with God, keep, keep things right with God, get, you know, you know, because everybody has a has a has a plan, and you know, and couples that are on this twelve-year plan and getting married, they'll never get married. And especially if people start cohabitating, they they people that cohabitate they never hardly ever get married because they they've done everything they've done they've done life together they've lived with each other they the other stuff they've done all that together so there's there's no commitment there's real no commitment you know and guys listen we've been doing this a while. (laughs) Then one wants to get married; the other one doesn't want to get married, or what? Whatever. I mean, it, it's it's like you, man. It, it's we we've got to we've got to press into to, to the nature, the very nature of who God is. See, our our, our flesh, our our flesh, man. <laughs> he, you know, the flesh man will oppose these things. Galatians five. Flip, you know, just go 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 up a little bit in the, in that chapter. It says Galatians five sixteen. I, I say then. And, and I love this. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do how do we how do we how do we put love on? I, we walk in the spirit. We walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh for the lust for for the flesh, lust against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. It's, there's, there's, there's this war that happens. The flesh and the spirit, they're at war with one another. Well, the flesh yeah, I just want to do that. I don't, I just feel like sleeping. I just feel like, eh. yeah, I mean, that's the, you, you, there's, there's a conflict. You guys understand that, right? If you've been a Christian, you understand there's a conflict between your flesh and your spirit. It's like when you fast. I mean, honestly, it's like, guys, we're going to fast more this year. I, you know, I, I'm actually going to call a fast probably the second week in February for, for three days. I, I, believe, I believe we need to fast every month as a church. Guys, we, we need to fast every month as a church. You know why? It's because we're going to put our flesh down. We're going to get in tune with the Spirit of God. We're going, to, we're going to hear what the Spirit says. We're going to walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Amen? So we're going to crucify that nature, that flesh nature. I fasted this week. I was just like, because I, I, I'm needing answers. You need an answer fast. Fast and pray. Seek the Lord. He'll, he'll help you. But expect, you know, and I, and I don't know if it was Brother Stephen or Don, one of you guys that shared a word, but, you know, it's like the Expectancy. Might have been the tithe and offering message. I don't know, but you have to begin to be in a place where you expect to hear from God. I don't pray to a God hoping something's going to happen. I pray to a God that I'm expecting an answer to, an answer to, or, or, or whatever it is. Amen. Brenda prayed this week when we prayed over the whole family stuff and you know just the dynamics of everything. We prayed and God moved. I mean, Chris, we prayed this morning. God moved. We serve an an on-time God. We serve a now God. Does everything happen now? I mean, no, it doesn't happen instantly all the time. But we serve that kind of God that can make something happen. Let me me close out with this because it's important you understand. We're going to love greater in 2024. You have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. It's not you can't choose who you want to love. No, God... I'm gonna go out. Uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna listen to you. I'm gonna listen to the Spirit. I'm gonna love like you, Lord. You have to be intentional. You know, when you when I go into a place, I'm very intentional. Who can I talk to? I nobody's surprised, right? Nobody's surprised. That's who I am. I I'm I'm very intentional. If I go somewhere, I go into the store. You know, Angela was a clerk at one of the stores. I don't go in and just. Stand there. I, I go over and give Angela a hug. How are you, Angela? So great to see you, you know. How's work going? You've got to be intentional. you got to be intentional with people. It's like a story I shared the other day, you know. Where do you work at? You seem so happy. Well, I'm a pastor, and her mouth just dropped. You should come to church. It's great. You know, we have so much fun. You know, everybody in the shop. Just when I said I'm a pastor, you know, because she asked me, "Man, I want to work where you work. You always come in there happy. You always seem like you're joyful. I, I am, because I I, ch- I choose. You know, you know, you can even have something going on, like a headache or something like that, and choose to be joyful. You can get bad news, and you can choose to be joyful. Because you know what what happens? Because see, this is the love of God. Because once you start doing for others, it makes that void right here, that feeling that you have sometimes of emptiness or that that void that you have of maybe not feeling love, when you start doing for others, you know what God does? He He begins to fill that void. It's a principle of sowing and reaping. (laughs) It's a very godly principle. Very godly in principle. It's important that you're, you're intentional very be be intentional as as a christian you know, and I said it earlier you know living living to love starts at home it start you know for me it starts with my wife, you know perfect marriage no we don't have perfect marriage we we're working on stuff kids perfect no we're working on stuff amen amen kids where's zeph and not on here but we 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 learn to love we 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 we're we're learning this stuff, amen you know, for, for me, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, it's, I, I can't just speak this way and, and it, it's not, you know, I put this face on in ministry. You know, I'm loving and I'm caring and I'm, you know, and, and never spend time with my kids or, or never take time to, to talk with my kids. My kids are becoming adults now, and so our conversations are very different. They're very different. But, I mean, I, I love talking with my kids. You know, they go out the door in the morning at 6 o'clock. Have a great day. I'm praying for you. You know they're dragging. I, I get it. Yeah, you know, who likes to go to work at 6:15 in the morning? 6:30. Yeah, Jesse. Other than Jesse, <laughs> Jesse's the only guy that raised his hand because <laughs> he's he's up at 4:30 in the morning. So brother Andy is probably too. He's he gets he gets up early. But you probably don't like getting up at 6 a.m. in the morning. Rather stay in bed and praise Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 12, 31, it says, But earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. A more excellent way. Love. Love. Love is the most excellent, it's the most excellent thing we can do. Though I speak with tongues, I have not love. Though I do this, I have not love. Though I... Though I move this mountain and I have not love, though I, though I signs, wonders, miracles, though though I lead hundred thousand people to Christ, but but not have love, I'm missing it. I'm missing it. I believe it's important that we strive this year, greater in 2024, to not just be not just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Amen. To be to be doers of the word, man. Do I got to learn to love like Christ? Yeah, absolutely. You ever get frustrated? Yeah, absolutely. I gotta look like him. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta turn myself over, and I gotta, I gotta look at, I gotta look at, see how would, how would, what, you know, I always keep saying, I've said this for many years. We need to bring the wristbands back. What would Jesus do? Some of them, some people should just get it tattooed on their forehead. That way, when they look at the mirror, you know, dumb decision. What would Jesus do? You know, they they should put it on billboards. They they should write it on their arm. They, they should write it, paint it on their car. I mean, they should, you know, should I flip this person off? Should I, should I speed today and cut this person off? What would Jesus do? Like, you know, visors down, what would Jesus do? Love is the most excellent, excellent thing we can do. Amen. Amen. That's, I, I got more, but I'm going to stop there tonight. Um, because, you know, and the other point that I want to make, and I'll get into this um, next Wednesday. See, real love, real love will cost you something. There's a cost to love. It's not free. The free gift of God is salvation, right? That's what that's that's what I love about the no other religion, no other faith offers what Christianity offers. Let's go ahead and stand tonight.